This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Still Austin Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is a new rye blend called The Musician, first in a series because music has the ability to bring us all closer together, to make us feel more free and alive, just like great whiskey. Still Austin, owned locally, distilled in Austin, 100% Texas. Savor, Amarillo's only true tapas dining experience, now open seven days a week with lunch being served daily. And now on Saturdays and Sundays, brunch being served from 11 to 3. Savor. Emerald Rocks, this week we've got the luminous, the talented, the amazing Derek Porterfield. Yeah, everybody, look at me! Thanks hey, for having me on, dude. Good I'm good, you. I'm good, man. Glad I'm to good. have you. Hey, I'm so Finally, yeah. After, uh, you know, a good 30 minutes of setup here. <laughs> that's, a, that's just part of the charm, yeah, honestly. It is, man. Um, so Derek uh, has been in a, uh, a, a cadre of bands over the years, uh, including... Uh, but not limited to an autumn rain. Yes, yes. Uh, Derek Porterfield and all his friends. Yes. What else you got going on? Um, so, so I've played in a couple of other bands, but really it was a lot of. <laughs> I, I've never been talented enough to hang with a whole lot of other people, right? So, so there were very brief stints. I, I played with a country band. I played um, in a couple other little local projects, but no, those are my two main ones: an autumn really? rain and, and Derek Porterfield and all his friends. Uh, and and they stuck the longest yeah I'll put it that way because it's just me you know there's there's fewer people to piss off yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we, we often said that um being in a band depending on the size of the band uh for example most metal bands have you know two guitar players a bass player and a singer mm-hmm. and a drummer and it is akin to having four wives <laughs> yeah. they all know about each other <laughs> And you're always in a power struggle as to who is actually the wife and otherwise, you know, who's wearing the pants in this thing. Oh, yeah, it's impossible. So, it's, it's too yeah. many personalities to juggle. There's there's a lot of egos to juggle. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of, and, and I've got enough ego to fill a whole band, so I just decided <laughs> to do it by myself. You know, so uh, so you, this, uh, this this later recording, so we, we've had some of your stuff on the podcast, you, you know, on, the, on that weekly audio show, and it's great stuff, man. It's pretty, you know, it's uh, what post-punk, post-pop, pop-punk. I, I don't even know what the fucking genre is anymore. Well, so, so the way I've, descri- I've described it to other people, and I owe this to uh, Remy DeLara. Um, I, it's just Midwest emo, is what I call it. Midwest now. emo. Uh, I used to have a lot more adjectives in front yeah. of it because I'm, I'm a pretty pretentious guy. So I tried to throw as much as I could in front of it. But yeah, I think Midwest, Midwest emo describes it emo. best. Uh, what did he say? Emu. Emu. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. I emu. love that man. I wish I'd thought of it. Uh, uh, Remy, I, I I know you're not here, but we wish you were here, buddy. I love you. Uh, and uh, I've been trying to. I miss that guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. We, uh, he's got a girlfriend now, so he's dissing his bros a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think they went to the canyon this weekend. They did. They yeah. did. I saw the pictures. Yeah. Um, that's what I said. You know, they posted some picture of of he made this is classic Remy. I mean, he's just a he's such a brilliantly beautiful soul. Yeah. Um, and he made sunflowers out of Legos for his his girlfriend. Yeah. Because um, they'll never die, right? Oh. And uh, and so I, I commented on the picture. I was like, you know, you're going to start making him write happy songs, and I'm so ready. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for this this era of uh, of native crowds that, that they're going to start writing some some poppy, some obnoxious, <laughs> obnoxious vomit worthy love songs. I want yeah. I want Remy Delara bubblegum pop. That's yeah. what I want. Oh my god. <laughs> 
brace yourselves, folks. Winter is coming. You yes. know. <laughs> uh, so, but you you've got your hands in uh, quite a few other things. I mean, so uh, when I googled you this morning, it said author right out of the gate. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew you'd written a book. I didn't know you, you what, got five books out now. Uh, no, no. So I, I'm I'm on three. The fourth one should be coming out. It should have already been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am not great at hitting deadlines. Um, I and then I have a, a fifth one coming out, uh, hopefully at the end of the year. But I mean, if, oh, if I hold true to my uh, existing um, schedule, I'm probably not going to put it out. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to really buckle down. But yeah, I've got, I've got two um, science fiction books, uh, and, and it's part okay. of a, a three part series, so it's a trilogy. Nice. And uh, so the third book of that should be out in December, and then I have two poetry books. And, okay. Uh, the, the your poetry, book, or yeah, it's my poetry. Collected, or it's it's my poetry, and the, and the way I've always described it. Have you ever read uh, "Name of the Wind" by Patrick Rothfuss? No, I have not. Um, so he has, and I'll butcher the line, but it's it's my favorite book. And uh, he talks about how how poets are are essentially just musicians that that can't play an instrument, right? right? So I take the rejected songs or the things that didn't quite work as music. And I try to shape them into something else and still have somewhere to use them. And eventually I had a book's worth of poems and I thought, man, this is, that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. And I put that out as, um, she doesn't love me. I am sad. Yeah. And that's, that's a, you can get that at Barnes and Noble. You can uh, really? go out and check it out. It's, it, and it's something I'm very proud of. It represents yeah. kind of a, an anthology of my growing up in music. Okay. Right. So, so, you know, 15 year old Derek, is is writing about how hard it is to date, and then you you have you know thirty four year old Derek who's writing about how hard it is to date. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of growth <laughs> that, that 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 covers. Um, and then and then this uh, this next book is kind of in a similar vein. I mean, it's it's just a lot of love poetry and a lot of um, pieces of life that kind of came out as as incomplete songs or things that didn't need music that needed to kind of stand on their own. And there, I've also got a bunch of essays and junk in there too so. did, did these start off as songs and became poems or so uh, almost everything i write man and I, i'm sure you'll sympathize with this too but there, there's my focus is almost always music it's almost yeah. always the band right so if i'm sitting down and i'm, I'm playing something you know i've got probably 100 150 songs that yeah. are just a few measures you know yeah. <laughs> like like you, you're part way through and maybe that'll be something someday yeah and that's what a lot of these are they're just I wrote this piece and it was a hook or something mm. and it didn't work in the song and it wasn't the right song, but it kind of works as a poem and it has its own life that it needed to take on. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did a little bit of that stuff when, um, uh, during the pandemic, I found out that I like to write really wordy raps. Really? I don't know how to program beats. And so like, you know, I just got all this stuff parked and uh, I've got all this stuff just sitting there. I'm like, ah, you know, I really need to sit down and, and learn how to make beats and do all that other shit because I think I'd have a lot of fun doing hip-hop. Yeah. You know? Have you? Can you rap? Yeah. I would love to hear you rap. Oh, I'm not doing it on here. Okay. <laughs> I would love that, man. But the other thing is a lot of it is like really dated political stuff. So, well, I don't know. I say that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty well known for how much I hate Donald Trump, uh-huh. and uh, and so like you know, there's a lot of that, and there's it's actually mostly political stuff. You know, I think I think political stuff is is one of those rare things that like at least the sentiment it, it never really ages. You know, no. I still rock rise against uh, just as hard as I did back when uh, they were they were putting out their first you know suffer and the witness. Yeah, um, and even though it's it's somewhat topical in the in that time that that anger and everything that we feel in any sort of like political music 
uh, I think it, it rings true. All politicians suck. Absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> we can we can hate the power. Their job for is all to of suck. I think. Uh, you're damn right. Yeah. Lit Arcade Bar, Amarillo's one and only arcade bar, located in downtown Amarillo at 701 South Polk. Check out our selection of over 25 vintage arcades and over 15 pinball machines. We also have pool tables and shuffleboard. And don't forget, we have the best beer and cocktails in town and are available for party rentals and for your corporate event. Lit Arcade Bar, 701 South Polk, Amarillo, Texas, downtown. Early French Quarter New Orleans come out to the Drunken Oyster, Amarillo's only absent bar with a full Cajun menu, amazing steaks, salads, burgers, po'boys, gator, crawfish, to name a few options, and an amazing authentic Cajun vibe with live music and brunch from 11 to 3 on Sundays. Drunken Oyster, 7606 Southwest 45th. Speaking of Rise Against. Yes. And uh, Zach Blair. Yes, yes. Are you going to the show Thursday? So I'm going to try my best to make it out. Um, I am actually filming a wedding at 4.30 in the morning the next day. Brutal. So uh, not very likely that I'll be able to stay up late. Man, I yeah. really want to go. Yeah. Um, and uh, who else? It, it's it's not... Um, is Toadies and Draculas. Is, is uh, Tulsa Doom playing? I don't think so. Okay, because no. Donnie, Donnie has that other project now, too. Yeah. Um, I, I think I missed them at Golden Light. Uh, I want to say they played Golden Light not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, a couple weeks but, ago. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to try and make it. You can be there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I, I took the... Not, working at Lit, I, I took that Thursday off so I could go see the Toadies. Because that's what you do in Amarillo, Texas. You know, you when the Toadies are in town, you go see the Toadies. You do. Sublime was there last week, right? Yes, yes. I saw pictures from that. I didn't get to go, but yeah. So those cats were... And I guess I can say this now. Uh, those cats were in the bar with me Thursday night all playing pinball and shit hanging out with us no shit and then we uh, after I, I, I closed down lit and uh, some other folks went ahead and they went to Leftwoods and hung out and like we, we were gonna we were gonna set up the PA and everyone was a little drunk and then they realized they didn't have any guitars with them I'm like ah shit I said oh, do you want me to run to my studio and grab a couple of guitars well the Rome guy was like uh, you have a studio and I'm like Yes, it's a freaking disaster. Like all, like a lot of this, like this. I'm, I'm putting all this stuff up on the walls for dead and sound and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I, 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 this place is a wreck, and my fiance's got to be at work at like seven in the morning, dude. I can't do it tonight. And uh, the tour manager was like, thank God, <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was like, he does not want to fucking you know chase these guys around. Oh, no. But I'm hanging out with one of the crew guys, uh, got a Matt, and. Uh, I, I don't know, I ran him to his hotel at like 3 in the morning. We drank IPAs and uh, Blanco Tequila all night. Man, that's the dream. But the, the guys are fucking cool, though. You know, so, like, I've never been a huge fan. I, I just yeah, never yeah. really listened to them. And uh, so the next day, I just show up at Soundcheck because he put me on the will call list. I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to go to the show. I ended up going to uh, Soundcheck, which was fucking awesome, you know, because oh, yeah, nobody yeah. was there, you know. And I, I know some of those guys in the crew over there. And, uh, so I got like, you know, 
I got to see the show where there was like three people watching. Uh-huh. You know, and then after that, I saw that line, and I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. And, yeah. and they've been doing music long enough now. Dude, since like 88. Yeah, that's, the... that's a long time in the game, man. Yeah. That, that, that brings a certain level of talent to it. No matter what you're doing, it brings a certain level of talent that is, is worthy of a lot of respect. Oh, dude, that Eric, uh, Eric the uh, bass player, Yeah. he, uh, I guess... Uh, He's he's the only original member, I guess. Still, okay. The guy wears like the crazy hats and the overalls and shit, and he makes his own clothes and uh, a lot of weed. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that's their brand. But surprisingly, <laughs> down to earth, man. I don't know. You know, that's even for guys that for a lot of these bands that I've seen you know, over the years. I don't know. A lot of them are pretty down to earth. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can get very far in this industry. Uh, with without an enormous amount of talent to offset assholery, I think, <laughs> sure. I think you have to be pretty charismatic. You got to yeah. be able to to kind of roll with the punches, yeah. and especially if you're going to let 1988. Man, that's a long time. Long that's time. a very long time. Yeah, uh, and that was kind of a new sound then too. You know, it like, was. You know, uh, crazy. Have you done any touring? Uh, so when I was younger, I, I played around a lot. You know? Yeah. Um, never. With any sort of like profit, yeah. Um, oh, no. oh God, no! <laughs> I've never been successful don't in music. You don't, make, you don't make money doing this. Uh, <laughs> no. You uh, big circle hot shots. You guys go out for like seven weeks at a time. Which band was that? So, so uh, the the only thing we would do. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy. His name was Trey Wallace. Um, he was the guy that I, I very first started the band with. Um, I was sixteen years old. And working at the movie theater in the mall, the little mm-hmm. dollar movie theater. Far out. And he, yeah, it was awesome. It was a great job, very cool job. And Trey came up behind me and said, "Hey, man, do you want to be in a band?" And I said, "I don't know how to play an instrument." And he said, "Oh, I don't either." And so we started playing. And yeah. uh, he played drums, and I played guitar. And Jason over at the eight hundred six was the very first one to kind of let us play. Really? And we started hitting uh, a small circuit here in town, and then we'd go out to Oklahoma City and play the coffee shops, and we'd go to Albuquerque and play uh, some of the little really? art shows and stuff, and then. Uh, played a few shows down in Dallas, Fort Worth area, and and so you have like these little like weekend warrior trips, yeah. right? Um, but we never did uh, buy the van yeah. and throw all your gear in and quit your job and 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 go. That was the dream, right? But we never made enough money for that dream to become reality. Oh, God, so, no, dude. so I stayed, um, and, and we both stayed very unsuccessful musicians until we kind of broke up the band. It's a it's a money losing venture for sure. It is, and yeah. I don't think love or money. I don't think anyone <laughs> is in this game for the money, man. I really don't. You can't be. You, you, you certainly know? don't start out that way. No. It's it's just uh, I've, I've talked about this before, but all artists, and it doesn't matter what you're doing artistically, but but uh, in particular musicians, there's something inside of you that is constantly pushing you to yeah. put something out there, right? And it does not matter if you're the only person that ever hears that thing that goes out there. It's just the fact that you're doing it. It, it is yeah. pent up inside, and we have to release that. And I think that's a really cool, uh, unique sort of magic that we're all kind of experiencing. What if, what if we didn't have that? Or how many more psychopaths there would be in the world <laughs> if there was no such thing as, uh, you know, that release of artistic creation, you know? I, I think a, a decent argument could be made that it is, th- that release of artistic passion is its own form of psychopathy, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I think there is a certain um, community that I, I was unable to find mm-hmm. in any anything else in my entire life that uh, music embraced. You know, I've made friends through this uh, that I otherwise just never would have met. I mean, I've, I've had these really unique 
and powerful experiences just because uh, I'm another white guy with a guitar, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I, I like it despite the fact that I, I add very little to the conversation. I think most of the time that conversation has added a great deal to me. Right. So. Uh, something you plan on keeping going for as long as physically possible? Yeah, you know, it's it again, because it's a compulsion, it's something I will always do. Um, it's something I'm going to be con- throwing a whole lot less money at. Yeah. Um, here, here, uh, in recent I keep saying years. the same thing. I don't know how much shit is in here, man. Like I'm every, looking around. Every, <laughs> you need an intervention. I, 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 it's getting bad, dude. No, it, it is. It's, it's one of those things that um, I love doing and I love playing music. I love writing music. And I, for about two years, stopped. And no, really? uh, I, I kind of gave it up and thought that part of my life was over, right? I thought that was done. And my, my daughter was born, and I was focused on raising this little girl. And I realized at some point that I was failing as a dad if I was not chasing the things that I was passionate about while raising this little kid, right? Fair enough, yeah. That's a big part of our job as parents is to show uh, the way that you balance life's responsibilities with life's passions. Lead by example. Exactly. Yeah. How old your little girl? Now she's 10. Man. Now she's, she's 10, goodness. She's 10 on Sunday, so yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, all the road ahead. Yeah, I mean, teenage daughter. Oh, don't, don't, nope. That's future Derek's yeah. problem. Uh, this, this, uh, this Derek gets to just enjoy yeah. the little girl that still likes him. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm soaking got, it up all I can, bro. I've got a kid that is going to be 32. 32. This October, you know, and she's pissed at me. Right? She doesn't talk to me right now, but oh, still, you know, I like, hate to hear that, man. It's it's always fine. My mother daughter. Everybody knows Brianna. You, do you know Brianna? I don't think Brianna, so. Your mother daughter. I don't think I've met her. I'm at that point in life where, like, you know, everybody always knew her as Tuli's kid, uh-huh. and now I'm starting to be known as Brianna's dad. You know, it's like, oh, you're Brianna's dad. I'm like, I got a fucking name. You know? <laughs> hey, it's a passing of the torch. Yeah, know? it is. It kind of is, man. You know, I don't hate it, man. She's got two little boys, so I'm a granddad now, dude. You're a grand, I did yeah. not know yeah. that. Well, two, one, one is seven, and the other one is two. It'll be, well, you're a damn be... good looking granddad. Well, man. thanks. Uh, you're holding you're, it well. Yeah, you're. A good liar, dear. Nah. <laughs> I was raised Church of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good answer. Uh, so, so tell me about the books. So we, we talked a, l- a little bit about those. So you're doing the uh, the trilogy, the science fiction. Did you do a kid's book? Uh, so Okay, so I am working on a kid's book, and it is in its infancy, right? But okay. it's, it's the one I'm, I'm – I, I hate admitting this, but it's the one I'm most excited about because it's the most novel, and I have – I'm an 80 percenter, right? I get 80 percent through a project, and then I'm like, okay, I want to do the next thing, right? Um, so in the process of writing this most recent poetry book, I wrote something that was more akin to Shel Silverstein, and mm-hmm. uh, I – was reading Bo Burnham's uh, poetry book around the same time, um, and and it's fantastic. If you haven't read it, it's called Egghead. It's okay. really great. That guy is fantastically intelligent. Uh, brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant, yeah. and and uh, everything that I hope I can be someday when yeah. I grow up. You know, <laughs> he's even though he's much younger Probably. than me, um, <laughs> but he he's putting things out that are um, have continuously been pretty uh, life shifting for me. You right. know, I, I remember. Uh, my life before and after Make Happy was released, and, mm-hmm. and before and after Inside came out, um, and and this book is is uh, it's just kind of like a cool riff on what Shel Silverstein brought to the the poetry yeah, sure. genre. So I'm sure that influenced me, and I, I am working with an artist uh, who now lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and hopefully we're going to put out a children's book. Is that, uh, is that, is that Nick Schmidto? Uh, no, no, so so Nick Schmidto <laughs> does live in Florida. Okay. Um, 
Uh, but no, it's, it's a girl named Amanda. We have, we've never met. Um, okay. She is friends with my cousin and has been one of the biggest supporters of my books. Uh, okay. She got me into, she lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that, mm-hmm. I, I, an East Coast state. Uh, I'm bad with geography. And she got me into a bookstore over there. Uh, we had never met. She just went and talked to the bookstore owner, and he ordered my stuff off Amazon, and I was carried in this random bookstore before awesome. anyone in Amarillo would carry my book. Okay. Um, and I... I just loved that. I, it was it was a very cool, very special kind of thing. And so she stayed in touch and uh, has done some really cool artistic things. And, and she's got, like, this beer blog, and she's got this... Uh, she kind of does, like, American tattoo-style art. Okay. And uh, so I reached out to her, and I was like, Hey, I know you're playing around in Procreate, and, like, yeah. I have this thing that needs art. Would you be at all interested? So we're working on it. I'm hoping oh, that'll come out next year. Man. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, cool. You know, we were talking about Hastings earlier. Yeah. And uh, Hastings used to have a thing where they would, uh, if you were a local musician uh, or artist or if you had artwork or if you'd written, you know, any any kind of creative work, they would consign that stuff for you. And they would they would actually, they'd ask for just a minimal profit, like 10% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you could put your stuff, and they would give you a barcode and everything, and they'd put the stuff on the shelf for you. And I, I, I respected, I talked about this just recently the other day. Um, Hastings was one of the very first places that we were allowed to play. Um, oh, really? You know, when I was still really terrible at music, right? I, I sucked. <laughs> um, but Hardback Cafe let us play. And we would go in and we would uh, we would set up in front of the little coffee machine. You hear like the, <laughs> the grinders and the, the, the spray of the milk steamer or whatever. And, and um, it was still such a great environment to build up that initial. When you're trying to build your fan base, you know this, like, oh, yeah. no one cares. Right, but if you Why can just they? get someone <laughs> to say, like, especially a place like Hastings, yeah, um, that sort of backing makes people pay attention a lot more, and it get, helps a ton. One or two people to latch on and talk about you. Yes, you know, that's how you. That's how you, get it. you know, it's funny you mentioned that because like uh, one of the first videos of Mag Seven that mm-hmm. floated out there with John Lerma was at. Hastings, the old Hastings in Georgia, and I've got really? that on a hard drive around here somewhere. Dude, and and they're fantastic. Yeah, uh, I I love those guys. I, I um, so Brandon Lindelius actually uh, my second record that I ever put out is an Autumn Rain, Wasted mm-hmm. Youth, and Others Dreams. That was recorded in his back house. No, um, when he lived over in Hayden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, he he told me this story. Yes, I've talked. To, yeah, dude, I, he taught me more about music than anyone I think in my entire yeah. life. Like listening to that guy, he has. This Zen calm, um, I so I'd never played with a click track before, right. right? I can't imagine how stressful I was to try and direct as he's like, you know, mashing red in the in the other room, like yeah. hit record, and then Derek's just stomping through the song. Yeah. It was awful. It was really tough. <laughs> um, but he was he was just genuinely so kind and calm and chill. That is that guy's nature, man. He is. he is just impossibly sweet. He's you know. He's one of my best friends, and I, and, and I love the guy. You know, he, he he was in town last night, and those guys are on the way up to Canada. Like mm-hmm. the, he's passing through Amarillo, and oh, I got a place to stay at my house. So, you know, and I didn't get to see him. But uh, in, in in that Zen thing, I took his uh, white crane class years ago. How did how did that go? Uh, so you see this? <laughs> this doesn't white crane very well. <laughs> I don't believe uh, it. I don't believe it. it. Uh, that was probably one of the most brutal workouts. I've ever had to partake in. And I used to go to Nick's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the boxing workouts are pretty fucking awful. But like the white crane, you're 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 you stand bent knee the whole time, you know, 
hour and a half, two hours. Yes. And you know that well, you're used to that, and you're you're constantly focused on breathing. And you know he teaches you all the moves. I can't remember any of them now. You know, just, but it uh, it was it was such a taxing workout, and it was at such a toxic, awful period of my life where I really needed it. Like, dude, the first after the first workout, I fucking cried. Like I had an emotional release mm-hmm. of all this stuff I'd been holding back on. It's like the end of it. I was, just, I, I didn't understand where it was coming from. Right. And 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 he and again the Zen thing. He, he's just such an amazing guy. Anyway, yes, I'd, I'd heard the story that uh, that uh, he. Uh, I think he told me about uh, doing music with you back there. I only, I only went back there a couple of times. You know, he, everybody knew him before I did. Well, and that's that's what I love about Brandon is he is passionate about teaching what he knows and sharing yeah. what he knows. Um, be that music or be the be that the kung fu. Um, yeah. And uh, you know him and Donnie, uh, Donovan Blair. It, they've mm. both been profound influences on my life here, and and just really great friends, uh, which they, is they, rare in this city. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, uh, I mean, for lack of a better description, those guys are rock stars. You know, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively, and they're just just great guy. You know, Don Donnie's written a book. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, man. Yeah. If, you, if you haven't read it yet. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Even if it kills me, is the book. And yeah. it, it is one of those books that um, I actually read it while I was uh, working at Read in 16, so I got paid to read it. Um, right. <laughs> so I, I got an early copy of his book from him and started kind of pouring through it. Mm-hmm. And it's profound. Yeah. I, I am shocked. You don't, you know, I, I know Donnie as this just very cool guy that I like love to mm-hmm. hang out with. And um, I, I love his music. I think he's yeah. a fantastic musician. I didn't realize what he brings to the table as an author is just this profound depth of experience. I guess I need to, I need it's, to it's, check that out. It's know? brilliant, man. He's he's talking about everything from his youth, and he's very. Hmm. I mean, you've talked to Donnie. He's funny. Yeah. That translates to the page even better, honestly. Yeah. He's hilarious. It's very well written. And at the end of the book, I, I highly recommend it for people who are in a turning point in their life. Right. So right. there's. Uh, you know, I, I, the most common people I would recommend it to is like high school to college, right? So okay. it's a graduation gift. This book's perfect because it kind of gives you a framework of sorts of like, hey, what am I doing, yeah. right? And and Donnie, I, immensely talented dude. I can't say enough kind stuff about him. Hey. Savor, Amarillo's only true tapas dining experience, now open seven days a week with lunch being served daily. And now on Saturdays and Sundays, brunch being served from 11 to 3. Savor. How do you find time to read? <laughs> you know, that's one thing. So, like, doing doing something, I've, I've got, for better or for worse, three bands that are working right now. One that's coming up, and, you know, and the podcast. Right. And, you know, God forbid I actually work two nights a week, so that's that sucks, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, it's hard to make time, man, and I'll be honest with you, I don't make a whole lot of time for it right now. Yeah. I do a lot of audiobooks right now. Yeah. I'm reading Leviathan Wakes, uh, which I'm enjoying a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it's taken me a month to get through a book that would have, you know, uh, probably 10 years ago taken me uh, maybe a week. Yeah. You know, you, oh. you just you lose time, and I, I think the compromise is just figuring out, like, what am I trading off? Because you are going to trade off something, right? How, like, how does that translate? Doing. So, like, reading a book 
it's obviously very taxing. I don't know why this it seems like this is uh, elementary subject matter here, but I'm, 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 tr I'm truly, I want to know how this happens. So writing a book seems like it's nearly fucking impossible. You know, the, the time it takes to write a book would be inexorably ten times what it takes to read a book. So, yeah, yeah, and, and it is. Um, there's, there's two things. One, again, it goes back to the music or, or any other type of art. It's something that's inside of you that you have to get out, right? right? And so there's that release that comes with doing it, and sometimes you'll find a flow or a rhythm, and it allows you to kind of push through whatever it is that you're writing about. Um, I'm also, and I recognize this, I'm enormously privileged, man. Like, I, I own my own business, and that gives me an incredibly flexible schedule. Right. Um, the first book that I wrote, I wrote a chunk of it when I went on a family vacation, mm -hmm. right? And that was, I had no cell service, mm -hmm. but I had this iPad and this keyboard, and I Sweet. would set up in a coffee shop before everyone else woke so up. Typed it. Okay. And yeah. I typed away at the iPad and, and I mean I think I knocked out half the book nice. um, and I think that's what you're looking for and I think that's the most important thing it's, is figuring out a way to get away from I mean shit yeah, I, I'm on TikTok three and a half hours a day right like, <laughs> I, it's, it's an awful addiction that I am trying to separate myself from and so that's the big thing is A making a conscious choice and being consistent and then B knowing exactly what you're wanting to do it's just like with music. If you right. go into the studio and you're aimless, you'll have a great jam session, but you might not get anything out of it. Yeah. You might, but you might not. If you go in with purpose and you actually are trying to focus on something, you're going to leave better for that focus. That's sweater gods are having that problem right now where you know we're 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 just we're still trying to find our sound. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah, I've been, I've, I've tried to live track our our rehearsals. I've got a little mixer over there and we recorded it. And it, it's unusable, you know? I right, mean, right. But other than some ideas we captured. And, and it feels good in the moment. I still think that's valuable. Yeah. I think, I think the bullshit that leads to the real shit is a very important part of the process, right? But if we stay stuck in this early stage where, um, and I think, I think a lot of bands do this, and I know a lot of authors do this, where you're just kind of spitballing. And, and for authors, I think a lot of times that's the world building. Right. So you, you, you can outline and you can say like, oh, this is what I want to do. And, and this race of creatures comes from this part of the woods of this city. And they, I don't think any of that matters. What matters is the story. And what matters with the music is, is the song, right? right? And if you're not constantly at least trying to chip away at the outer edges of that song, um, you, you're not just robbing yourself. You're robbing potential fans and, and listeners and, and people who might dig your stuff. You do... Um, um Video production and and all that other stuff. Yeah. What do you do for for that? Is, is that is that Petrichor video? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so it's, it's, I got to ask: Is this a spinoff of the Autumn Rain name, like the smell? Of Petrichor? It, it is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so I thought that was, that was pretty brilliant when I saw all that. I was, you I was, are brilliant. When I was when I was creeping you, I was like, okay, this all this makes sense. It all ties together. So. It, yeah, I, I have a common obsession, and I. Uh, truly, a lot of that ties back to what is one of my favorite lines in music from Brand New off of Deja Entendu. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite love lines. He says, you are the smell before rain, you are the blood in my veins. Ooh. And I loved that. It stuck with me my entire life, and I've tried to kind of name everything that I do around it. And yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that's... But, yeah, good catch. That is that is, that is uh, fantastic. So, the, the video company, mm -hmm. so, what, so when you say you're filming a wedding... You're actually setting up cameras all over the place and videoing, and then yes, go, yes. go and edit and post and make it make a nice production quality. Right. Uh, so, so I'll go in and uh, you know I specialize in the highlight reel videos, right? Uh -huh. So um, it's taking a long day and turning it into something that hopefully makes people cry, right? right? They, so 
Yeah. We we take all these little emotional bits and we lay under the vows of you know. Um, when I first saw that ass, I was like, "Damn!" And, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and and we throw that into the wedding video so Grandma can see it and just know how deeply in love you are. Um, it's it's been a really really cool thing, uh, especially as a guy who who writes emo music, right? Yeah. You know, there, there's this yeah. this very interesting thread that that kind of runs through literally everything. But but like, it's beautiful to watch some of these young couples. Not all of them, but some some of these very young couples getting together and seeing each other on their wedding day. That's a unique job, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm partying with you on the best day of your life, hopefully, right? right? Yeah. Um, so that's it, been cool, and, and it's something I really enjoy. I enjoy putting out the end product and having something that uh, you know. As I look back now, it's it's very cool to see a lot of these people have kids. Yeah. A lot of these people yeah. are, are you know they built these beautiful lives and these beautiful families together. And it's like, man, I, I played a very small role, but I was there. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> I was there. Captured the moment, and you know, ten years, twenty years. I mean. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as data rot in the digital world now. So I mean, you know, they can they can pull this stuff up later on down on their Google Cloud Drive that was handed down from their grandparents. And oh, this was Granddad's cloud drive. Oh, this was their wedding. You know, well, let me download the wedding right quick. I, I just I, this this meant so much to me. I just had someone reach out to me, and uh, they had showed their wedding video to their daughter for the very first time. She's she's five or six now, mm-hmm. and uh, it made her cry because she saw her parents getting married. And I I was. Um, that's the stuff. That's really cool. It's a very a unique moment, thing. You know, I never saw my parents get married. I mean, you know, there was there was no footage of that. I mean, uh, right. could have been done a damn JP for all I know. But I mean, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that, that is that is. I'm, I'm getting married next month. <laughs> Congratulations. And, thank you. Yeah, and we're, uh, but like you know, very small thing. Like it's just us and the kids. We're doing like a we're doing a pagan wedding out in the woods, dude. Dude, that's it's gonna be so, where moon. where in the woods? Where where, where are you going? I, I, not not I say the Excuse woods. Me. It's out here somewhere in the uh, you know Jamie uh, Lyons and uh, and uh, Mark. Uh, they've got a place way way the way that the fuck familiar. out north of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a nice little little place out there, some trees and stuff. Dude, and, that's gonna be great. And we're gonna if if we can get around the burn band, I like to have a small bonfire. The moon up here, it's it's gonna be in the. I believe northeastern sky, and uh, at about 6 p.m. And so we're gonna have a little fire, and we're gonna do that in front of there. I'm gonna set these cameras up, and we're, I'm gonna just do a little three three angle, just record them independently on battery. And dude, that's gonna know. be so good. Well, and I, I'm I I shouldn't say this because it's bad for business, I guess, but I deeply <laughs> believe um, it, that the scale of your wedding doesn't matter even a little bit it is is genuinely just like are you across from the person you love whenever you say i do and and that's all that matters i i also love that uh a lot of these smaller ceremonies you know covid came about and and changed the wedding game pretty profoundly I, i made no money for three months it was terrifying um but that also made a lot of smaller weddings. It took away some of the uh, some of the artifice right. that we throw around, and, and people are like, "Well, we don't really need to invite Aunt Bertha because she doesn't like us, and we don't like her." Right? You know, so, so you can drill this down to the people that actually care and want to be there, and it's all the more memorable for it. I think it's awesome. You ever played music at a wedding? Yeah, I, I played at uh, uh, Almighty Sai, You know Braxton and Bex. Uh, he's a he's a oh, rapper yeah. here. Um, yeah. So so they had their wedding out at Mariposa, and I I just played that show not too long ago. Um, and it, there was a thunderstorm that was like way off oh, in the nice. distance, and so like as the sun's setting, you have this lightning striking in the background and the thunder rolling in, and then one of the lightning strikes struck, and it's uh, I don't think it was quite to Dumas, but 
there was a fire that started. And so we had this like glowing fire in the distance as I'm playing music. And it's one of the most magical things. I mean, it was horrible, I'm sure, for whoever that was, but like, well, <laughs> it was beautiful a, for me. What a moment to capture just, you know, on chance, you know? Yes. That's bananas. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. And it was a beautiful wedding. Um, I'm very excited for them. They're very sweet. And yeah. he's a very talented rapper, man. Yeah. He's, he's incredibly talented. He's got a... Um, I think he's kind of building a, a bit of a following. He's, I, I was on his podcast not too long ago, too. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, they're both very sweet, and they've been very cool to me. Right, right. So, What's his name again? Uh, Braxton. So the guy with the beard? Yes, yes, long beard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Bax, she's got, like, curly hair. I think it's cut shorter right now. Right. Um, they, they, they did a show at Lefty's a few weeks ago. Yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did sound for that show. Really? Yeah, yeah. What about you? You played a wedding? I've played a bunch of weddings, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's all like Do you classic. like it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, they, I get hired for the same thing, just classical guitar, you know, like right. play white wedding march and and uh, See, cannons and stuff like that. I, mean, I can't do that. I have immense yeah. respect for that, man. I, yeah. I, I am not talented enough to play those types of songs. Like, <laughs> like even my covers stressful. <laughs> are, are like dumb versions of the covers, right? Like, I cover Taylor Swift, but I only play like four chords and part of the song because I don't know how to play the bridge, right? No. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's there's an enormous amount of talent that's required. I think you're a profound enough you're musician. I think you're selling yourself a bit of shit, everybody. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. But um, The whole game is, is, is pretty interesting. Um, Amarillo life. So how, how long have you lived here? Uh, too long. Um, I probably twenty something years. Um, yeah. Where are you from? Maybe even more than that. I hopped around a lot when I was younger. Man, yeah. my my dad was a photographer, and uh, oh, okay, the not not a cool kind. He was the kind that like Sears. Um, that, that like shot people's families with like the weird like halo. You know, where yeah. you have like a soft faded picture of the dead cat in the upper right corner. Um, nice. And and we would hop around. So I was born in Portales, New Mexico. Oh, that's awesome. uh, lived in yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> but I was too young to know. Uh, lived in Oklahoma. I lived in Arkansas. I lived in Missouri, Kansas. Um, hopped around a lot, and yeah. uh, I think that that accounts for my fractured personality. <laughs> so, um, but but yeah, I, I, I've lived here for a very long time. Went to elementary school here, and I don't know, man. It, I have a lot of beef with this city um, because of its wasted potential, which I think we're just waiting for enough old people to die to, to make this a cooler town. I um, mean, yeah. But, but all that said, I want to add on to that that I have met some of the most incredibly talented people I've ever met, and, and I've traveled all over. We have an enormous amount of talent. I think some of that is in order to grow in this city, in order to run a business in this city, in order to be a musician in this city, requires an enormous amount of grit that is just not necessary in some other different markets because right. you have more support. You have more people that want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've talked to a lot of other business owners here. If you can run a business in Amarillo, you can run it anywhere. Um, if you can, yeah. I, I deeply believe if you're making music in Amarillo, you're going to be successful anywhere. Um, and could be. You could be, if yeah. You're, if, you know... I mean, you gotta you gotta put in the work, put in the time. You, you know? do, but I th- I think this pre- this prepares you for uh, what you are doing in some of the bigger markets a, a lot better. Now, I'm not saying it's it's a an easy pathway to success. I'm not saying it's a shortcut to success. What I'm saying is the environment here is so hostile that you're going to feel so much better when you actually get uh, approached <laughs> with uh, the opportunity for success. Right. Um, so what, what is it? Uh, practice and preparation and, and luck. Yeah. Um, this this is the practice and preparation stage, and it's, it's a hell of a lot of practice. So. Some people might call that a uh, baptism by fire. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. 
Um, what, so yeah, what, what do you think about this uh, Hoodoo Music Festival that's coming through? Man, I'm I'm glad they're doing that that type of work. I unfortunately I, I think I was uh, out of town for the last Hoodoo Festival. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try my best to make it to this. Uh, it looked really fun. I love that they're blocking off downtown. Yeah. I love that they're. Uh, bringing in some artists. Uh, I don't know anything about the organizers or yeah. anything like that, but I, I saw the video and photos from it. it looked cool. So, well, what do you think about it? The, well, the one last year seemed pretty cool. They had local bands and local artists, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if they have any local artists on this one. Do you know? Oh, I haven't even seen the bill. I didn't I, know the bill they, was posted. They, they posted the bill a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And uh, is it no? Is it not local? <laughs> I, well, that, and, and that's what I was curious about. Is that I didn't see any local bands. They said none of that I think Vamping's playing. I think Vamping's this year. playing, right? Aren't they? They played last year. I don't know about this year. Okay. I, I, I would hope so. I hope they're playing this year. Me too. Well, I mean, it, that, that yeah, would make sense. It it should be. I'm I'm great with bringing in outside talent. I yeah. think that's fantastic. But I also think that has to be balanced by supporting the people who are yeah, actually yeah. playing and performing in yeah. this town. Uh, and and I think Vamping. Uh, I think Native Crowds is doing some really great work. Travis Roberts is killing. Dude, the Travis game right is now. yeah. Travis is is my bro, man. I love that kid. He's brilliant. It, there's there's so much good young talent right now, man. Dude, so he, like, I forget how young yeah, he is. Yeah, man. Travis is, is is the weirdest mixture of a young man and an old man yes. all at once. You know what I mean? Yes, one hundred percent. Got this profound knowledge that uh, someone twenty four years old should not, or twenty three however old he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought be, he was twenty two. He might be that. Yeah. Actually, I think he is. Come to think of it, yeah. Yeah, and and I, when you talk to him, the the man presents. Like a thirty-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he's just he he has this depth of experience and and almost like a, a world-weary type of wisdom that yeah. he brings to his music. He's uh, he is my favorite lyricist in town right now. Yeah. He's he's just writing some of my very favorite he, lyrics. He, the kid is he blows my mind. Hey, Rhett Euland, another one that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Rhett, fantastic. Uh, of course, Remy's you know part of the Young Guns. I, I made a playlist. Of the Amarillo Young Guns, mm-hmm. you know, and I put Remy and and uh, and uh, or uh, Native Crowds and and uh, Rhett and Travis Jake. and Jake Alley, who I've mm-hmm. Jake, Jake Alley's Jake Alley is yes. he, he's probably hands down my, my favorite uh, artist. He's also my drummer in one of my bands. Really, I didn't know that. He's, no, he's he's got a great energy, man. He, he brings great energy. He, he's like a son to me at this point, and he's so infuriatingly talented. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he can yeah. just pick up like he'll. The, the stuff that he raps to, he'll sit there right where you're sitting and play a guitar and just sing it real sweetly. And I'm like, I'm looking for a recording. Right, you know? right. <laughs> well, dude, I, I you know, uh, Native Crowds, watching them perform over the last several months, um, I, I keep saying every single show I see Remy play is better than the last. He's yeah. bringing an energy that I've never seen from, from anyone and... They're leaving it all on the stage, man, and it's yeah. very cool to watch. And and that's that's the type of people that should be playing at the festival. Absolutely. So so if they haven't been invited, I hope someone does. I hope I someone hope so throws too. them on there, man. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got coming up in the uh, future? What's, what's you were talking about future, Derek? Earlier, what's future, Derek? Got going on? Uh, you know, I I was hoping that when we had this podcast, I would have already you know <laughs> something to promote for you. Uh, but but no, I don't. Uh, I'm releasing two books. That's the biggest thing that I'm, yeah. I'm working That's on. Pretty right big now. deal, man. I appreciate it. I, I really I, I am. I feel enormously guilty. I, one of them's a Kickstarter book that a lot of people like. You know, they threw some money at me to, to help, and they did they did all these little like uh, rewards tiers. And one of the reward tiers is, I'll write a poem for you. And I wasn't expecting anyone to care, and I got a lot better response than I was expecting. Yeah. And I'm really bad at scheduling things. I'm really bad at reaching out to people and doing meetings. And so, it's taken me several months, uh, and I'm still not done. Yeah. 
So I'm going to finish that this month. You ever do these, uh, uh, like, uh, open mics, poetry readings, and like antiques and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I love antiques, man. Uh, what she what she's doing over there is is incredible. I love their open mic. It's great. Angela I love the 806 open excellent. mic. Um, she's one of the most excellent human beings I've ever met. Angela just has a kindness to her yeah. that is unique and special, and I love it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I love their open mic. I'll play there occasionally. Uh, I'll play the 806 every once in a while. I don't ever do poetry readings unless right. it is a uh, specifically poetry focused thing. If yeah. that makes sense, I've only done it a couple of times. It's because I feel super uncomfortable about it. Right, it's, it's really cool. weird. I, I, I'm not uncomfortable at all if I have a guitar in front of me, yeah. man. But but if I have if I'm just sitting up and, and reading something that I wrote, I, it just feels off. I, so I've never been able to like get super comfortable with it unless right. it's me just unless it's just filled with obscenity or something. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's I guess better, but. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be working on. I'm, I'm going to be working on a couple of books, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'll I'll be booking a bunch of shows. But I don't know. Um, I I haven't really. I, I'm going to hit up Leftwoods. I'll hit up Golden Light. I'll hit up 806 and see you if talk, I can get in yeah, there. Get you, I so, get you on Leftwoods. I would like that yeah, a lot. I would like that a lot. Get you in over. We can do a show with native crowds. We can get you in. Get you in front, put you on the end, wherever you want it, man. Dude, that's what I want. Throw you on one of these touring bands if you want, you know. I would love that, and I want to play. I want to play more with Remy because he and I have talked about forming an emo supergroup, you know, uh, a la Twin Tongues or or whatever. Um, And and um, I hope that can happen. But yeah, Yeah. I want to play more shows, and I'll definitely hit you up by Leftwoods. I'd like that. I I want Remy, so I'm I'm not going to do. You know, I've done the the loudmouth Tuli's bummer in the summer sad song contest. Not doing it this year. Why? I'm just I got too much shit going on, no, man. That's fair. That's fair. And but honestly, I mean, I, I kind of want to pass the torch on. I want Remy. I want you to take that over. All right. The sad song shit. That's your wheelhouse, son. And I think it's time that you took this over. I agree. Anyway, and and uh, you know, hell, I think he won it the year before last. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so, as no, you should. No, it's time. Yeah. It's time. He he needs to take over. Yeah, so we'll, we'll both text him after this and just yeah, make well, sure it's totally, yeah. on record. <laughs> I like that. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Anything? It, so, what's the the website's the, the name for now? TF in so so the website I try to steer everyone f- towards that just has all of the things that I do on yeah. it is thatporterfield.com. Thatporterfield.com. Yep. Okay. And uh, and so that's just kind of like a little landing page. If, if you want to check out the books, if you want to check out the music, you want to check out... OnlyFans, probably. Yeah, yeah. My, my OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I, I'll tell you, probably the most disappointing $15 you'll ever spend. Yeah. But uh, I, I hope you hope you check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, my man, thanks so much hey, for being on the show. You, man. I appreciate Dude, it. Seriously. That was fantastic. I had so much fun. Thank you. All right. Guys, uh, remember, uh, Emma Rocks, we say, uh, what's our motto? You know the motto? No. We got a motto. What's your motto? Watch front to back, clear your browser history, and go see some live music. God. (laughs) That's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) Three things you need to maintain. (laughs) All right. Remember the rocks.